unfiltered, uncensored, and unapologetic. This is the Retail War Zone Podcast. The other night, I'm sitting in front of the computer, um, as I always do, and I'm growing through Twitter, and I get a message from Blame Tag saying, you know, basically check this out. And he's engaging with this individual, um, talking about the subject at hand here very shortly. And he was like, you need to come on and jump in this. So I'm like, sure, you know, whatever. And little did I know, you know, what would transpire. But anyway, I've got some pictures of the conversation. You know, I tried to keep them in order as much as I could. It was long. And then the day after it got longer, other people joined in, Irish joined in or whatnot. It was actually quite a fiasco. So um, here's how this worked. So Blame Tag uh, asked Jeffrey Brandes, or I think it's Brandis, uh, how the subminimum wage bill is going. So we'll go over what that is here in just a few minutes. And for those of you who do not know, um, Jeffrey Brandis is a Florida senator. So um, Blame Tag just went all in on that. Said he was happy to answer his questions. You know, Blame Tag asked, you know, what does the bill entail and how is it intended to help Florida workers? And as you see right there, the bill allows the legislature to establish a temporary training wage similar to training wages offered in 30 other states and the federal government. The training wage would be set by a study conducted by the legislature every three years. Said the temporary training wage is designed to help those groups with low or no skills find employment they otherwise would not be considered for. Those groups like teens and recently incarcerated felons with four to six times the state's current unemployment rate. Blame tag was like, okay, so the idea is that companies would be more likely to hire those people because they wouldn't have to pay them a full wage. And the response was the idea is that no slash low skilled individuals are often not considered for entry level jobs. And this offers an employer an incentive to hire beyond an unpaid internship. It's really meant for entry level positions for those who have difficulty obtaining employment. It's completely voluntary for both employers and employees. If someone can find a better job, they are under no obligation to take a temporary training wage job, nor are employers required to offer one. The main benefit is to get the hard to hire a job. Um, And you'll see the terminology going through this. You'll see hard to hire, which to me kind of feels like, um, you know, almost slur like, you know, Uh, So I finally jump in and I'm like, what measures will be introduced from keeping businesses from exploiting this low wage for benefit towards their bottom line and keeping them from using this as a repeated turn and burn cycle to lower payroll dollars for the long term? His response was the cost of retraining employees is high. A vast majority of employers have no desire to churn employees. The cost of retraining and low productivity of a new employee is far more than paying a slightly higher wage to an experienced employee in most cases. Blame tag you know, pops in, let's get real. If we could trust employee employers to do the right thing, we wouldn't be in the fight. We are now just to get a living wage. How can you honestly hand these companies a loophole to paying that wage and expect them to do the right thing when they've refused for so long? He once again says it's voluntary. If someone can find a better job than a training wage job, they can take it. Most employers won't offer it. Some employers will seek extra Uh, To help the no low skilled gain skills move up, we are adding an extra rung to the employment ladder for those just starting. But wait, there's more. So I'll pop in. The average cost of onboarding a new retail employee in any hourly non-exempt position, regardless of experience, ranges from 10 to 15K per hire. So now would this not give them leverage to discriminate over what they deem is the proper experience for this rate of pay? Once again, and you'll see a pattern here of answers being repeated it's voluntary blame tag you know jumps in we always circle back to the old they should just go find a better job then don't we and then we've got this the question we have to ask is the following is it better to be employed at a temporary training wage job at ten dollars per hour when the minimum wage is 15 with the ability to move up or unemployed or in an unpaid internship making zero and once again if someone can find a better job they would take it Um, so I asked, 
okay, so I'm a store manager and my company chooses to opt in with the training wage. I hire Sally Joe Cashier at four seventy five an hour, and as she is training for six months, she winds up doing the same task as another employee making fifteen. How is that fair? Is the six months negotiable? And uh, like I said, also the current federal youth minimum wage, which you have referenced, I believe maxes out at 90 days, yet his proposal is six months. And then he's like, we obviously have to follow federal laws where applicable, but that law does not include other hard to hire groups. It also only applies to the federal minimum wage, I believe. And I, and I was like, in regards to hard to hire, this would absolutely be irrelevant to them unless measures were introduced to forbid background checks. That would require buy-in from the industry that I do not believe they will do. And then here he goes. Employers take risk in hiring. They deserve to know something of their employees' background and qualifications. If a felony gets hired and assaults or steals from someone, they could be liable if they do not perform the appropriate due diligence during hiring. That was my point. Exactly. So how is this going to help the formerly incarcerated? Unless their record has been expunged, the training wage means not to them as they will not be hired. Full disclosure, 30-year retail management vet who has went through all this, so I mean no disrespect. And as it stands, the federal minimum wage has went up only $7 in 83 years. This feels like going backwards. And then once again, you know, blame tag. What's to stop companies from taking unfair advantage? It says, most employers are not looking to constantly retrain. Most are looking for longer-term employees but are unwilling to take the risk on someone just starting or with little experience, so they put those applications at the bottom of the pile. This lowers the risk for employers. To which I responded, I understand that it will be completely voluntary for employers. However, can you show me one retailer that would pass up the opportunity to lower their overall controllable payroll expenses? I'd be gobsmacked. 100% they will back this. And then once again, we have the, you know, is it better to make such and such instead of such and such and moving up? And that seems to be, you know, the, the ongoing thread here is something's better than nothing. And I said, I'd reference your statement on the training wages in other states. And unless I'm missing something, which I may be, they are all 20 years or younger and still has a 90 consecutive day limit. So why are you pushing six months? And then once again, um, is it better for such and such? And, you know, he mentions an unpaid internship making zero. I'm like, I'd much rather see legislation put into place that bans unpaid internships. That is labor theft. I liken it to a musician who has honed their craft, and instead of being paid for the performance, they are offered exposure as payment. It's ethically wrong. And then he, he said that the employers have little incentive to do so, which I fired back with. With all due respect, there's a reason why employees are considered a controllable expense rather than an asset. P&L statements give them plenty of incentive. This is the reason why the retail sector is struggling to hire currently. People are becoming cognizant of their worth. Then he finally answered, and this was after asking four times, why six months? He says, because it offers the most flexibility. Some employers will do 30 days of training, some 90. Others may want longer, so why restrict again? It's voluntary for all parties. <laughs> and I'm like, the continuous approach of voluntary from where I see it, this bill allows for the industry to prey on the desperate. The recurring theme here seems to be something is better than nothing, yet you have not pointed me in any direction towards data that validates your bill. So we are concerned about corporations' flexibility when they had zero issues laying people off during the pandemic. The same folks that were considered essential are now essentially forgotten. Also, what would be your thoughts on this if enacted that you see an uptick in organized labor and unions intervening? If that was to get a foothold in the Tampa market, your bill would not survive, correct? And he said, I don't believe you would see that in Florida. And it went on and on and on. So at one point in time, Irish jumps in and asks him to be on the show tonight. He says he can't because he's out of town, and then he would be happy to discuss any night next week. And there you go. I gave him the time, the date, how we do it, and how it moves on. So we're waiting for that. I sent the email today, actually, um, to get all that lined up. So we'll see if that actually happens. And then here's who we're talking about. Senator Jeff Brandis, uh, he was elected to the Senate in 2012, uh, House of Representatives from 2010 to 2012, uh, his affiliations, the Florida Legislature uh, Caribbean Caucus, his occupation is real estate, 
He is a former U.S. Army Reserves Transportation Officer. He served in Iraq from 2003 to 2004. Uh, there's all his information in the sidebar, you know, his address, the phone number, et cetera. And then from Wikipedia, it shows a couple of interesting things. It says in, oh, where'd it go? Brandis received a 114.3% A-plus score from Americans for Prosperity, a conservative advocacy group funded by the billionaire Koch brothers. He was the number one rated legislator by far. And then his district was reconfigured. And on March 3rd, 2018, he rejected a two-year moratorium on the sale of AR-15s. So, here's the bill. The minimum wage will continue to increase in Florida until it hits $15 an hour in 2026. Because the people of Florida voted on that, and it's coming. But now, Florida State Senator tells us he's proposing a bill in the upcoming legislature that would allow companies to pay some workers a sub-minimum wage. After years of fighting for higher pay, it may not be what many workers want to hear, but the senator says the concept isn't as scary as it sounds. It's really an alternative, essentially, to an unpaid internship, which should be illegal anyway, period. Um, He threw out the other night a quote that I didn't realize until today was actually cut and paste from this actual article from Fox, Florida, um, when we were talking about economists. And he threw out this quote from an economist for this article saying, it's fairly settled economics that increases in the minimum wage that are higher than whatever the prevailing market wage would. Uh, It reduces work for some people. Well, if you guys remember... We had an economist on the show not too long ago, Nick Kalsh. I had Irish reach out to him because we were going to have him on the show with the senator as well. And over here to the very right was his take. Um, However, the big flaw in assuming a low training wage is good is assuming people are willing to accept it. If a person receives more money and benefits not working, why would they want to work for less money and benefits? We have millions of empty positions because employees are discovering their worth, and that worth is much more than $4.25 an hour. So we did a little bit of digging. Um, You can go to a website called Show Me the Money or Follow the Money. And you can actually see, you know, donations. And this is where it gets good. So here's all his public races. Here's how much money he's raised total. So in his last electoral cycle, he raised 1.2 mil. And there on the bottom, you can see the different breakdowns. So the first one is single issue. And that can really be anything. And actually, when you pull that up separately, it is all, you know, conservative Um, different think tanks and whatnot. And then by party, finance, candidate contributions, general business, health, et cetera. So you could actually drill down on this thing. And the thing I wanted to see, of course, was if we're passing a bill that's going to lower the minimum wage, what retailers are donating? Oh, well, look, retail industry donors, Walmart, CVS, Bills, uh, Walgreens, Pinch-a-Penny, Amazon, Chico's, the Florida Retail Federation Home Furnishing Council, the Florida Retail Federation. Not a shocker there. So then I got to looking at, okay, well, he's in Florida. One of the biggest money-making things in Florida is what? Tourism. So let's take a look at recreational and lodging. Oh, number one, Walt Disney. Number two, SeaWorld, then Gaylord Entertainment, Yankees Global Enterprises, Universal City Development Partners, the Miami Dolphins. Then you go into the hotels, resort inns, American Resort Development, Nicholas of Florida. I mean, you could see all of it right there. I mean, it's pretty cut and dry. But then I had read that he was trying to pass a bill to legalize sports gambling. Oh, wouldn't you know, there is actually... I could find it here. Nope, wrong one. Gambling and casino donors. Check it. And this is all public record. This isn't like digging stuff up. I mean, this is this is literally, you know, information that we're allowed to see. So there's all that. And then let's take a look at the cost of living in Florida real quick. All right. So the the United States average is a hundred. So check out Florida. It's higher overall, higher grocery, higher housing, 
Um, the medium home cost is higher. Utilities are higher. Transportation is higher. And then you have your average rent. It, it, it's, it's higher. It's a resort state. These things happen. So that brings us to how the hell is somebody supposed to afford to live on this? So the first thing I want to say is, you know, we have a tentative agreement for him to be on the show. Now, I would appreciate it if you use tonight for all your piss and vinegar, because like with every guest that I have, you know, I'm thankful that they're going to come on and he is a publicly elected official and we're a small time little podcast and, and he's agreed to come on and try to explain what this is. So what I ask out of everybody is, you know, he deserves the, you know, respect, you know, for being here and just being a human being. And I want to make sure that next week it is a very engaging, respectful and intelligent conversation you know, get your questions together, you know, anything you got. Uh, I just want to make sure that we're above board because you got to think, I mean, you know, we're a little podcast and we're getting a Florida Senator on the show. So we all look good as a community. If we behave now, the crux of this whole thing. And there was, I really don't believe that he was following the path of what some of us were looking at. He's not wrapping his head around the fact that the industry will use this to exploit. He kept saying there was no incentive for them to do so. Look, so many of you in this chat or watch. Um, yeah, Joe, you can be mean and you can be respectfully mean <laughs> next week. Um, we just want to keep it cool, you know, and because if you guys have questions about it, I want to give him the opportunity to explain and I want to give him the opportunity to answer your questions. So, the the more professional we are and more polite we are, the more likely we are to get answers. So, yeah, he knows he doesn't care. Uh, but the the thing is, he he kept saying that there was no incentive to do that. And all you guys that work in retail, you you know that's bullshit. All right. Now, the one thing that I think got confused was initially we all thought it was going to be four twenty five an hour. And originally the conversation started out and he was kind of talking about four twenty five an hour. But really, at the last part of the article, it looks like he's trying to push the minimum wage in Florida is going to be 15. But he wants the training wage to be five dollars less at 10. All right. Still, that's going backwards. And to quote a cartoon character that I love, he said, never go backwards. So, and to me, when you look at the cost of living and whatnot, and you look at industry, okay, look at just retail in general. I'll use Dollar Tree as a prime example. All right, Dollar Tree's margins are razor thin. There's some product they don't make any money on at all. All of a sudden, they had to dump, jump their prices to a buck twenty-five. They hire all of their cashiers in fifteen hours a week at seven twenty-five an hour. Now, let's say that. The minimum wage in Florida goes up to 15. Just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. But a store like that, a company like that, is going to take the opportunity to pay the lesser wage. Why? You think there's no incentive? Of course there's incentive. It protects your bottom line and protects your profit margins. And the argument that it's voluntary... On the surface, if you look at the argument that is voluntary for employers and voluntary for employees, and a lot of employers aren't going to do this, then why are you pushing the bill? And I asked point blank uh, in the Twitter thread, would you be able to tell us which retailers and service industry businesses are backing this? Because therein will lie all the answers to every question that we have. There was no answer to that. That was not even acknowledged. And that will tell the tale. Walt Disney being the largest, you know, contributor, do you not think that they are going to pay dirt wages, the cheaper wage to all the people they have working in the park? It's a gimme for the business. It, it, it is, there's, there is no benefit to it whatsoever. And so let's just say it is $10 an hour. You guys in retail, you know this. How long does it take to train a cashier? All right. You hire a cashier. You fill out their paperwork. You put them out there with a cashier. They shadow them for a couple of days. And usually by day three or four, they are on their own. 
Their training is over. But you're saying that they're going to be stuck to that wage for half a year when they're going to be doing the same job as somebody that's making more than them? And he did respond that it is a fixed time frame. It's not negotiable. It's not like, you know, oh, okay, you're done real good. So we're only going to keep you on 90 days. Nope. Six months it is. That's labor theft. Any way you slice it. Period. And, um, oh, the bill has no definition of training. Uh, it does not stay the company. It has nothing to do. And that's the question I was going to ask when he comes on. How are they going to determine what training is and what isn't? How are they going to determine when, you know, who's going to make the judgment call on how long the training should be? And it, it's, look, you know, to be ugly on this one, it's a bunch of fuckery. And, Every one of us that jumped into this, we we saw immediately where this would go. And uh, Joey, that's perfect because I'm like, you know, while all this was going on, the report came out that 4.5 million people quit their job in November. You think a subpar wage is going to get them to come back? Oh, hell no. So my question is, what purpose does it serve? Because the the one thing was he went on this whole thing about formerly incarcerated. Look, you guys that have been in management, how many companies out there run background checks no matter what your position is, whether, you, whether you're running a cash register or you're a manager. So once these background checks run, unless their record's expunged, they're not getting hired. And you guys know it, and he knows it, and every retailer out there knows it. They're not going to hire those folks. So you cannot use that segment of society as a reason to pitch this damn thing. It, it's just not going to happen. And, and that's not a store-level decision. That is an HR corporate decision to decide whether or not that felony, you know, is bad enough to keep them from being employed. I mean, honestly. Um, Sean says there's a reason why the minimum wage even exists. The federal minimum wage is seven twenty five and has been such for 13 years. How many places stuck to that until they were desperate for workers? How many are still sticking to that wage? Well, I will tell you that the unfair part of that is yes, the business got wise and they did bump their incoming wages, but they caused the whole shit show with it because they didn't raise their current employees wages. I only know of one company that's done it. And um, props to them. But you've got, you know, it's desperation. Now, it, it's the bill makes no sense in the current client, climate of the labor market whatsoever. And most people see it as a dig against the voters voting for $15 an hour. And, you know, trying to save some there. And then when you look at his donors, I mean, come on. I mean, it... I asked, show me one retailer that wouldn't do it. You can't. I would go out on a limb and say Chick-fil-A won't do it. And Hobby Lobby probably won't do it. But these, and and what this really opens up to that they don't talk about are independent businesses who now have a loophole to pay less than the minimum wage. And I, and I, I get when you start your own business and whatnot, I understand that you've got a budget, but... I am also of the the belief that if your business plan includes paying people the least amount of money you can, it's probably not a good business plan. You know, um, typically independent businesses were family businesses. You had the husbands and the wives and the grandfathers and, and the kids all worked there. You know, when it got away from that, you're just trying to hire the cheapest person you can because you don't want to pay nobody. And I get that because you're trying to make money because it's your business. But if it's your business and, and you ain't got the money to pay people, you're asking to be in there working open to close. <laughs> you know, that's just the way it goes. Um, Hybrid says, honestly, I have a homeless guy and two people in drug court on payroll and they're fine. Yeah, but he was really talking about, we're talking about like incarcerated, like felonies and stuff like that, um, that have recently got out that are trying to get back into the workforce. And to me, that's exploitation. That's like I said in the Twitter thread, it's preying on the desperate. You're not giving them an opportunity, no matter how you paint it. You're treating them less than human. I mean, really and truly. Um, 
And Irish says the best. You know, it's an invitation to earn poverty wage. Can't see any incentive to uptake it. And that's the thing. There's got to be somebody out there that wants this, or why even bring this bill to the table? And this is the second time he's brought it. The second. So somebody's behind it. Somebody wants it. And I'm looking at retail, and I'm looking at the fact that it's Florida. I'm looking at the tourism industry. That's 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 the only thing I can wrap my head around. You know, Publix was a donor. I'd be shocked. I mean, that would be that'd be really really sad if Publix took this up because you know Publix typically has a pretty good reputation on how they pay their people. But there again, we come back to the whole. It's optional. Then who is this for? Who is asking? Somebody is asking for this. And it could be any combination of retailers. I don't even see Walmart taking up. And if Walmart's not going to take it up, you know, it, th- why, what is the purpose of this? Is this? Has this just become let's write legislation for the sake of writing legislation and say I did something? I, I don't know. But the bill makes no sense whatsoever. Whatsoever. Uh, Joey says, look at the states with no state minimum wage. Basically just advertising we only even pay this because it's required by law. True. True. And uh, Hero says, we're training you to scrape gum up while wearing mouse ears. Be grateful for your crumbs. That's very well well said because uh, it's very telling that Disney is his largest donor, you know, in the in the public business sphere, you know, as far as its segment of business that and it's not surprising. You know, Mickey might be cute on screen, but he's a penny pincher after, you know, behind the scenes. I mean, they were the ones who gave us Scrooge McDuck, guys. I mean, come on. <laughs> you know, um, Joey says the two things that end poverty are access to jobs and birth control. Two things every one of these Bible Belt shithole leaders are strongly against. That's that's fairly true there, sir. Yep. Um, And it's. It really came down to it, it's like something's better than nothing. And you compared it to unpaid internships. And why unpaid internships are even allowed anymore? Like I said, there needs to be legislation that that's not a thing because that is pure labor theft completely. I don't care. And, um, oh, wow. So I'm doing this and I got loud and Alexa's answering a question. Hold on. That was fun. Um, Sean says it's absolutely exploitation. Like you said, it also doesn't make sense in the present labor market. They're also creating new classifications of labor and justifying indignity. Yes, 100%. You know, you're, and look at it this way. Even if you put teenagers in it, how many of you people that watch us here have known a teenager that maybe had a parent pass away or something, and they had to go to work to help support their family? You know, at least now they got somewhat of a shot to do that. Something like this, this gets passed. No, they don't. No, they don't. And, you know, you've got to be able to designate. I, I made the comment. I didn't have it on any of the pictures. You know, the average training program for a store manager maxes out at around 12 weeks. So it's like it was six months, half a year. Of keeping some, no, I might be okay if, if, you know, every other state that does this, it's 90 days and it's not 90 work days. It's 90 consecutive days from your date of hire. Well, it kind of goes along with, you know, your 30, 60, 90 probation period. Okay. I get that, you know, but when you're saying six months, what, where does that come from? Who, who brought that up? Who thought that was a good idea? Because you're going to have people making less money. It's going to cause conflict on the job for one thing. People are going to be pissed off when they realize, okay, I'm doing the same job as this person, but I'm stuck at this lower wage for like five more months while they, you know, they're making 15 an hour. That's not right. And the issue here is it's not fair. And sure, life's not fair. And we sure as hell know business isn't fair. But don't say that these companies have no incentive to do this. We've all been around the block. We know how these companies operate. You know, you're wanting to institute a lower sub-minimum wage. That's great. Okay, when are we going to start regulating stores saying, hey, you can't cut people's hours? Or, you know, you have to have a minimum amount of people in your building at all times. You're going to see the government do that? Oh, hell no. 
You want to see any bill for that? Nope. None. So once again, all this bill really helps are the employers. It's it's just savings. It's 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 like I've said, this is a prime example of employees are more than a controllable expense, ladies and gentlemen, because when you do shit like this, you solidify the fact that they're a controllable expense. Period. Um Iris says it's not training, it's controllable expenses. Yes, thank you. Um Joey says, what's with this thing in the American job market where you're a bad boy and lucky to have this opportunity where they want to have a special timeout time where they can punish you for being naughty? <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> none of us do. <laughs> um, Sean says, at least it's not an unpaid internship. Yeah, dude, let's get rid of those too and pay them a living wage. Yeah, unpaid internships. Now, um, retail PTSD that was on here. Uh, when we did our mental health episode, she had commented that unpaid internships really is a class thing because a lot of the people that get the unpaid internships come from wealthy families and they can afford to not get paid. So there again, the unpaid internships, not an argument. You know, it, when, when you're doing stuff like this, look, there was outrage. Do you guys remember the sign that posted on Twitter where, you know, Wisconsin was getting ready to start letting 14 year olds come to work. And then it was like, you know, from such and such age to such and such, you made X amount. And then there was another age bracket and you made X amount. And then there was another age bracket and you made a higher amount. That's age discrimination. No way you look at it. And the work's the same. I mean, you, this this cashier is going to run the same register as the cashier that's been there a while. They're going to deal with the same shitty customers. And you expect them to do that for less? Come on. What kind of crack are you smoking down there? I mean, and, I, and, and then he said plenty of economists would agree. Well, we had one on the show that said it was bullshit. I mean, come on. I mean, I'm more curious as to, to how this even came to fruition. Who came up with this? And who said, hey, this is a really good idea. You should pass this. And I'm like, what the hell? And, you know, Blame Tag had talked to some members of um, Fight for 15 in Florida, which is a group that's been pushing for the minimum wage to go up, and said that they've dealt with him before and that it is a constant circle of answers. And, you know, that may be the case. If he comes on the show, we're going to give him the opportunity you know, to answer these questions. And, you know, I'm going to be respectful, professional, and polite, but I'm not going to accept the something's better than nothing argument. I asked numerous times in that conversation to point me somewhere to the data that shows and justifies what you're asking for. Crickets. Nothing. What retailers have you talked to that are maybe sponsoring this bill that are into it? We need to know that. Crickets. I want those answers because I'm telling you, once we find out who, who wants this, all the other questions are irrelevant. We will know then what's up. And it's and those are the, the, the questions that need to be asked, and those are answers that need to be presented. Okay? And, I mean, if donations... And donors are a matter of public record. The different people you've talked to that are endorsing this behind the scenes should be public record as, as well. And, you know, the public, if it's something you're going to take, you know, to try to pass, the public needs to be informed enough to feel comfortable about voting about it, either for yes or no. So they need to know who in Florida wants this passed. Other than greedy business owners. And we need to see some data that shows that it actually works because guess what? It's not gonna. I mean, if you, I don't have the actual numbers, I went and looked. He represents the Tampa district. And the Tampa, even through the pandemic, had an increase in revenue from tourism. They got the money to pay, but they don't want to. You know, it's just like, come on. Uh, Joey says something's not better than nothing when you are literally the guy that can make it or not so, make it not so. That's true. 
Uh, Iris says if the employee earned at the same wage under this bill and the government subsidized the difference in training wage, I'd be more supportive. The trainee should not have to be burdened with the cost. Agree. And let's, and let's just look at it. I mean, okay. So let's, I, I use Dollar Tree as an example because I work there and it's easy because their, their hiring formats very simple and, and, you know, they want to hire cashiers and work them 15 hours a week. That's it. They won't have open availability, but they only want them to work 15 hours. All right. So let's even say it's 10 bucks. So it's $150 before taxes. Take out 20% or whatnot. So 10% is what, you know, 15. So you're, you're making a hundred dollars a week putting up with the shittiness of Dollar Tree. Okay. With inflation, how far does a hundred dollars get you? Not real far. I mean, we got people, I mean, hell we got, uh, you know, a fairly fuel efficient car and it costs, you know, damn near $50 to fill that thing up. So you're, you're saying that, okay, well, they're getting trained and they're getting skills, but they can't do nothing with it. And let's say they let's say they got kicked out of their house. Let's say they're homeless, and and they're trying to work. And this is what you're going to give them. This is like some goodwill shit. I mean, come on. I mean, and I I just I just want to know who thought this was a great idea and why, you know, it's it's viable because it's not viable, and I don't think it's going to attract labor. I don't think the only thing it's geared toward are people who can't find a job any other way. So you're once again, preying on the desperate, you're preying on the disadvantaged. You're probably preying on the, you know, the mentally handicapped too. You know, some of these businesses might be like, you know, they won't say it to your face, but let's say they have somebody come in that obviously has some sort of mental issue. Look, people screen, all right. And people discriminate. It just happens. And are you saying that now that they'd be like, oh, well, I can get them a real cheap and they could push a broom. We'll go ahead and take a shot. You know, it's like, damn. Oh, yeah. Um, that's another one. Sean said that comment about I don't see it happening in Florida stuck with me. He's basically saying we're proposing it because we can, because we take our constituents for fools. We think they'll go for it because that's in a reference to the comment about unions look out you know what stops this mess this shit would even happen if they organized i mean that that's just fact period because union contracts keep that shit from happening and now look you know not all unions are created equal not all of them are at the you know are doing right by the employee base but you know it's kind of like Irish talks about the work contracts, you know, in Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> Kiaia says, I found the text of the bill. It literally is just doing the stupid with no definitions at all. Thank you. <laughs> of course it is. That, that, that entire thing is like a big gray area. And then, then it only gets changed every three years after they vote on it after a study. Their study is going to be calling all the CEOs of these businesses saying, did you save enough money and have enough help? And they're going to say yes or no. And that's going to be their determination. They sure as hell ain't going to be studying the employees. And it's funny because blame tag is the guy who turned me on to this. He saw this a few weeks ago. I had decided that tonight the episode was going to be just strictly about knowing your worth. And this kind of goes along with it, but he sent me that and I read it and I was just like, what? And then I was like, that's it. The episode's changed. And then he says, I don't know if it's worth a whole episode. And then the shit show happened on Twitter. And I was like, and you said it wasn't good for one episode. Now it's going to be two. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and because it's just incredible. I mean, you know, Senator Brandis's background is real estate. All right. I did ask him um, if he had ever worked in retail in a position of authority to where he had access to P&L and, you know, different memos and all the secret dirty tricks that we know our employers 
pull because we've all heard it all. That's why, you know, it's very naive for anyone, including him, to believe they won't exploit this because we all know better. We we work for companies that we were complicit in exploiting stuff because if we didn't exploit it, we lost our jobs. You know, it, it starts at the top and, and comes down. I mean, you do what you're told. And that's why I don't carry keys anymore because it's bullshit. But, you know, it is just terrible. And, you know, so when I asked him if he'd ever done, he's like, yeah, I worked in retail, I worked in hospitality, and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, well, then you should understand where we're coming from because if you tell me that they're not going to exploit this, then I doubt, you know, really you have that experience. Yep, Sean, you're right. He knows. He absolutely knows it'd be exploited because there's somebody pushing this behind the scenes. Yay, blame taxes. Yeah, fuck them keys. Yep. <laughs> well, it sounds like he wants to say that to the Florida keys as well. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't, none of this makes sense at all. And for this to be brought, this is the second time he's brought this bill into play. And like I said, I want to give him whatever time he needs, you know, to present it to us and explain the reasoning behind it. But it's going to have to be, you know, some world changing stuff because they ain't none of us going to sit here and be fine with this circle back to the it's be, something's better than nothing, you know. And if he's got the answers, great. I, I respect the man 100% for even agreeing to come on. I, I think that's awesome. I'll be real honest with you. And, you know, I figure, you know, we've read it, you know, we went through this stuff, we're attacking it, maybe there's something we're missing, you know, and, you know, he deserves the opportunity to explain that. But if we can't get any further than the answers we got the other night, we got a problem. I want to know what businesses are pushing this. I mean, I think the most factual statement of that entire exchange was when you tell us who wants this, we'll, we'll have all our answers. We don't have to talk about anything else. We'll, we'll, we'll know. Um, Sean says, I wonder if he sees this as a way to entice more corporations to establish a presence in his district. It's very possible. I mean, think about it. Corporations, you know, when they bounce around, they're not bouncing around. You know, you'll see some big thing. Oh, so-and-so is moving to such-and-such, and it's going to create 3,000 jobs. The reason they're moving there is because they're getting all sorts of fucking tax breaks and kickbacks. It ain't, it ain't to improve the job market. You know, and, and, and you know, it, it's just why corporations move their, their manufacturing operations overseas because they can pay slave labor wages over there, if any wages at all, and sell it here in the States. So we're in a country that allows that to go on. You don't think they're going to exploit the hell out of something like this? <laughs> yes. They're probably sitting there, you know, like, yep. What's the next bill we can write? You know, it, it's just like, <laughs> yeah training facilities popping up all over town, but that blame tag made, made that joke. I, I didn't put it up. He's like, you know, this just in after Jeff Brandis's legislation, all public locations have now been deemed training stores or something along that line, you know, and that's the kind of tricks that retail would play to do, you know, and maybe, maybe he legitimately thinks that this is a good idea. I mean, maybe he does. I don't know, but man, you're awful naive. If you don't think that, that, a business that has made, you know, millions of dollars a year in revenue by stomping on their employees. I mean, just look at how people were treated during the pandemic. I mean, come on. And and this is supposed to be enticing to somebody? Shit. Hell, if anything, you talk about formerly incarcerated people trying to get jobs at a lower wage. Shit. This is the kind of stuff that says, fuck this. I'm going to go sell dope on the street corner. I'm going to make more money. You know, this is not something that attracts people. You know, it's not like, oh, 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 I want, I want the training wage. No, you want to make as much damn money as you can out of the gate because we got bills. <laughs> you know, we we got we got the shit to pay for. I mean, in Tampa alone, I had pulled up and posted it in, in the thread that the the average individual, one person's, you know, total expenses per month are roughly at a grand and that's not including rent. Well, the average rent there for a one bedroom studio is like almost $1,100. Look, <laughs> this isn't helping anybody. This isn't helping a worker. 
This isn't giving them skills because I'm telling you, if you think you're gaining some really good skills going to work for Dollar Tree as a cashier, no, the, 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 these are not like life-altering things you're learning here. You know, so the, the, I don't even think you should classify it as training and training or learning a skill. I mean, honestly, it, I mean, you're pushing, you're pushing buttons. Your skill that you're learning is not to punch customers in the face when they're rude. That's really the skill that you're learning. And this is just there. There's more of a need for businesses to do this than there is for employees to take this up. Um, Iris says he knows this would never work. People won't work for 725. I think it is an effort to say he tried to help the disadvantaged and businesses without doing either. Uh, I definitely think it's to help out businesses. I definitely think it has to do with tourism industry, to be honest with you, more than retail. I just know that retail would exploit the hell out of it. But I mean, look, it's the state of Florida. What's that's I'm pretty sure that's their number one stream of revenue. It's tourism. And think about it. Think about the timing. The tourism industry did take a hit during the pandemic. What's the best way to make that back up? Have a five-year plan of uh, paying sub-minimum wage? Or the sub the, the $15 an hour is supposed to go up, I think, to 2024, I think, is when that's supposed to finally max out. So we're putting a plan in place to undercut that already, even though the people of Florida voted for it. So, you know, it's uh, Russell says, like being a stand in at tree, we're going to give you 250 more an hour. <laughs> I'll bet he'll say it would help with inflation. Uh, I wonder what the wait staff is making in Tampa. Probably the same, you know, like that 213 an hour plus tips. Uh, Sean says, that's exactly it. I don't think this is meant to entice the average laborer or the so-called less employable. I think it's meant to pad profits. Bingo. That's exactly what the hell this is. And look, you can shut me up real quick with that. If you can show me the data that proves me otherwise, show us the data. I'll, I'll concede. Show me the data. Be like, okay. <laughs> but guess what? You can't. There is none. None. Because if this was so ironclad, it wouldn't be voluntary now, would it? So I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's, uh, I, ever since blame tag showed this thing to me originally, I've been like, this makes no sense whatsoever at all, at all. Because I even made the comment that, you know, right now, with the labor market as it is, it's kind of like the housing market during the bust. It's a buyer's market for people looking for employment. Most people don't have to settle for the shit wage now. You know, um, it's, uh, yeah, that's right, Iris. is voluntary wage suppression. I want to make less on purpose. You know, um, Pete, uh, horror Arthur, author on Twitter had a great point. He's like, okay, let's say you're working at a job. And you you lose that job for whatever reason, and then you can't find something in that field, and you have to go to a new field, and you're now going backwards in the amount of money that you made because of this training wage bullshit. It makes no sense. None. Um, Joey says, someone found out about ex-felons and other people desperate for jobs and thought, ooh, an untapped resource. Bravo. Bravo. <laughs> That is an excellent comment, Joey. Um, but, you know, even then, I, you know, I asked him, I'm like, okay, this is cool, but you're going to ban background checks? Because the amount of stores and companies that do background checks that you don't know about, that do it for every employee in the building, I know uh, Old Town Pottery, background checked on every individual in the building. Doesn't matter if you were pushing a broom or you, were, or you had keys. Period. Lots of companies do that. You sign that waiver when you sign up. You know, you submit to a background check. A lot of people sign that stuff and don't read it. You'd be working for two or three weeks like everything's great. And all of a sudden you get called to the office. And they're like, oh, well, this was on your record. We're going to have to let you go. Whoops. Yeah. That happens far more than anybody knows. I, I was a manager one time. I had an employee I was getting ready to give keys to. Fantastic employee. Loved her. 
I get a phone call out of the blue one day and they're like, does so-and-so work for you? Yeah. We need you to take her into office right now and terminate her. What? <laughs> and that's exactly how the call goes down. There, there, there's no, we're not telling you what happened. We're not telling you they killed somebody. Nope. You just need to go. You need to go fire them right now and, and tell them if they have any questions, call human resources. That's how that shit goes down. There's no warning. There's no, oh, we're sorry. There's no, oh, she's been a great employee. No, bye. Bye, Felicia. You're out. Walk her out. Empty her locker. I mean, that's no lie. And if some of these like low-paying retailers are doing background checks on everybody, what do you think about bigger corporations? I mean, th this is asinine. So, so you can't use the incarcerated as a, as a bargaining chip unless you're going to ban background checks. And that ain't going to happen because therein lies liability. And oh, hell no. You know, retailers aren't going to back off that. And, you know, they don't have no problem calling you out of the blue saying you need to fire so-and-so because of a background check. You, you think that, mm, no, no. So if you take that chip out, then we're back to square one saying it's for teenagers, which is what all the other 30 states are doing. And it's only 90 days. So your argument as to why you're doing this, and if, you're, if your other argument is really that it's better than nothing or it's better than an unpaid internship, if that's all you got, where's the data? I mean, come on. I mean, if that's all you got, show us some economic impact. Show, show us how it's going to affect, you know, the overall mental health of the workforce. Um, hold up. Joey says off topic. I thought of a new shirt for y'all while at work, old fifties training manual style graphic with the text, expect more from customers with maybe a person actually reading a sign or something. That's great. Uh, Sean says if the dude was concerned about helping people, he'd be introducing legislation to help protect labor from being excluded and exploited. Correct. Welcome Brady. My old merchandising job got super mad at me for speed for a speeding ticket. I got three years ago. It was super excessive, but I guess it stays on record for five years. Yep. Sure does. Um, the two big manufacturers here fire you immediately for DUIs. Now think about that. And Brady, you're right. Crazy how petty jobs can get. Can't imagine how worse it is for others. Right? So once again, who is this bill for? Because it's not helping a soul in the workforce. You mean to tell me when we've spent 365 calendar days talking about the great resignation and 4.5 million people left their jobs in November that this is going to fix it? <clears throat> okay, <laughs> sure. And I'm the Pope. <laughs> you know, it, it, no. So I don't know, but we'll see. If he agrees to be on the show and, and, you know, we'll give him every opportunity in the world to explain it. You know, maybe there are some things that we are missing. I want to hear it. You know, I think that's fair. You know, I, I, I did research. I gave you what I, I found on it. You guys can go look the stuff up to yourself, you know, and form your own opinion. You know, the information is publicly available. Um, but, you know, as it was said in the comments, they found the bill. It doesn't really say much of anything. Um, I'll go, you know, I, I would recommend everybody go check it out before next week and have your questions ready. And, um, I really would just want to drive home the point that, you know, he may know, he may not, I don't know, but to think that there's businesses out there that are not going to exploit this is extremely naive. And if you do know that that's going to happen and you continue to push the bill, you're complicit in labor theft. And, you know, that's not something good to have on your resume, so to speak. So um, th this was a fast hour. Oh, boy. Anybody got anything to add real quick? Anything you want to ask or, you know, pitch or anything you want to see us cover this year or whatnot? Um, I, I do want this to be, you know, kind of like the year of stories and movements. And I do believe that, you know, it's people's stories that, you know, are the fuel for the machine of change. And, you know, yeah, there'll be situations where it's just me, but I'd prefer to have somebody else on here with me, you know, telling us about, you know, whatever they're going through 
So if you guys have friends or family or people that you know are going through a rough time in the business or treated unfairly or whatnot, have them reach out to me. You know, I want everybody's story that hasn't been heard to get heard sometime this year, you know, and that's what I'm here for. Um, come ready next week. Um, where can they submit their questions for next week? Um, actually, if you look on the screen here, um, if, if you have questions, for next week, send it to the email address, the generation void at gmail.com. Just in the subject line, um, put, you know, questions for next week. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, I'll compile them and make sure we have them because I do want to do this as professionally as possible, you know, uh, almost like a debate format and be like, you know, try to time it out. If somebody, if he, if he has a question, you know, give him three to five minutes to answer it and then move on because, you know, an hour goes by real fast you know, when you're into something like this. So, and I, I do, I think it's the respectful thing to do to give him the platform to say what he needs to say. And I, I think that's fair. And, um, especially if he's taking time out of his day or his night to be here. And, you know, that's something that Irish and I both kind of, um, you know, conveyed to him that, you know, it would be respectful, um, and dignified, you know, in the fact that, you know, we want to engage in intelligent and respectful conversation and educational conversation. You know, we may learn something and that's, you know, every day you're learning something new. You never know what you're going to learn from somebody. So, you know, I'm extremely appreciative if he takes the time to be here. And I just think, you know, it's the right thing to do to reciprocate that and, you know, let him say what he needs to say. And there's, you know, nothing wrong with disagreeing, you know, with what he's proposing, you know, there, it, it's okay to agree to disagree. I just want to make sure we do it in the correct way. And, uh, you know, hopefully we get some results out of it. Hopefully we'll get answers. You know, that's the biggest thing I'm looking for is answers. And, you know, if we get them, you know, then we can make our own conclusion, you know, from there. And, uh, but then again, this is a thing that people are going to have to vote on. So if you're in the state of Florida and you didn't know about this, you do now. And if you know people in Florida that work in Florida that may not be aware of this, share this video with them and, you know, inform them what's what's coming. Because if it gets passed, it's not going to be a good thing for the labor market. It's definitely not going to be good, you know, in the, I guess, quest for a livable wage. Because all it takes is one domino to fall. And when you have a state as big as Florida with as much revenue that comes in, if they adopt this, how long do you think most states in the Southeast are going to push the same thing? So you got to stop it at the source. And the only way you can do that is vote it out. So um, having said that, does anybody got anything real quick? Going once. Going twice. Um, okay. Okay. I don't even know what that is. But anyway, um, spam bot. Um, so, everybody, thank you guys for being here. Thank you, Sean. Um, we're going to get better as as the, the weeks go on. It's going to be uh, fun. Happy New Year. Exactly. Happy New Year to you. Um, I hope y'all's situation is good. <laughs> I haven't talked to your counterpart in, in a week or so, so I hope she's doing all right at her store. Um I haven't seen any nuclear clouds over that way, so I guess it's okay. Uh, Happy New Year to you as well, Brady. Everybody be safe. Obviously, we got the cootie spreading. You know, do what you need to do, duck and cover. Um, and, you know, next week, it's going to be good. Next week's going to be important. Tell people. Have people watch. This is a good time to get your questions answered. This is a good time to find out how that echelon of people in public office think. You know, it'll be a good way to judge, you know, what kind of thought processes, you know, they have. And with that, you know, knowledge is power. So it's kind of like Hero said, the more you know with the rainbow, you know, like the commercial. So you guys, thanks for coming out tonight. Spread the word about next week. Um, I'll start releasing stuff about what's coming up in the next few weeks as soon as I get it solidified. And, um, you know, it's going to be a banger of a month if everything goes down. And uh, the one thing I do want to say, I want to close this out with, if you have not looked up Justice for Evan, I implore each and every one of you to go do that tonight. 
Okay. There is a petition that they have. They're trying to reach 10,000 signatures. I checked it today. I think they're short like 640 something. Go sign it. Take the time to investigate what that's all about. And when we get further into the month and we get all this stuff lined up and we're able to tell that story, your minds are going to be blown. You think some of the things that we've all put up with is bad? I highly recommend you go search that out. And just trigger warning, it's bad, all right? But it just shows you the level of complicity and how far people will go to bully people and how companies will turn a blind eye to it. And it may, I don't know, affect your decision on where you buy your groceries. I'll just leave it at that. So everybody, you guys have a great night and we will see you next week.